Welcome to Grace Hour. You are listening to a word from the ministry of Pastor Elvis Ajima. Today's message. I am going to touch on a very important subject. Give me 2 Corinthians chapter number 13, verse number 14. And speaking on the communion of the Holy Spirit. Not the communion of the blood and the bread, but the communion of the Holy Spirit. This is one of the most popular verses. The old men, the old women, the young men, everybody knows how to recite this verse. But today, by the grace of God, I will expand on this verse. So that anytime you are reciting it, you will have that depth of understanding. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Let the church say... May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Let the church shout in. Paul distinguishes the ministry of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And he teaches us how to profit from these three personalities or these three spirits that we know as the Trinity, the Triune God. And Paul draws our attention to grace, that is from Jesus. Then he draws our attention to love, that is from God the Father. And then finally he speaks of the communion, that is of the Holy Spirit. Am I here with the church at all? Somebody said something that it is the love of the Father that brings us to the kingdom and the grace of our Lord Jesus that gives us a seat and the communion with the Holy Spirit or the fellowship of the Holy Spirit that matures us in the kingdom. And I believe that there is something more to it. Amen. I believe that everything purposed for our destiny is out of the love of God. And all that has been purposed is made available to us through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And all that is purposed is performed in our lives through our daily fellowship with the Holy Spirit. That is what I believe that these three stands for. The grace, the love, and the fellowship. And without the grace, the purposes of God cannot find expressions in our life. And without the communion, the purposes of God or the grace of God cannot function in our lives. But I will not speak on the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ because we've heard it over and over. And I'm not going to speak on the love of the Father because we've heard it over and over. But there is something I believe the church is missing. That is the communion of the Holy Spirit or the fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And that is what I want us to touch on this morning. Somebody say the communion with the Holy Spirit. When we speak of the Holy Spirit or the communion with the Holy Spirit, the main idea we are trying to put along is a certain relationship with the Holy Spirit to a point that you become one with him a certain commonness oneness with the holy spirit the whole agenda is that you can be formed into his very being and it can only come to pass by constant fellowship with him and the word communion in this very short verse has a lot of greek meanings or connotations that i want us to look into which 
I believe will help us this morning. Amen. It has some connotations to its name. When we say communion, what is the writer of the book trying to convey to us? You must understand that for every word that is spoken in the Bible or written in the Bible has several meanings to it. And it suggests to us the mentality for which the writer down that way. I've written some books by the grace of God. And there are times that you read my book and it will interest you to know that, that the understanding you relate to what you are reading might be different from the intention for which I wrote. So sometimes for you to really get a statement, you must get back to the intention of the author to find out that why did he put this word there? And when the author should explain his book and teach his book, you realize that the understanding you got for a particular word he put there is different from his understanding for which he put there. And it is safe for us to always address all the understanding there is to certain words in the Bible so that we will know the inspiration the writer got in putting down that word. Why did he use the communion? Why did he use? Other verses say the fellowship. Why did he use that? The first thing or relation we can give to the communion is when you look into the Greek meaning, it means to travel with or to move with, to be transported with something. The first connotation is to be transported with something. So when he said that in the communion with the Holy Spirit, he was telling the Corinthian church that I recommend to you a journey with the Holy Spirit. I recommend to you a traveling with the Holy Spirit. I recommend to you a transportation in the Holy Spirit. And when we bring this word down to our lives, we realize that even in this developed world that we find ourselves, do you know that without transportation, the world will stack? Can you imagine that no plane is flying into Ghana, no ship is moving out of Ghana, no car is moving from one point to another? The whole system will stack. Nothing will work. Olam will produce his rice and his oil and his tomatoes and people in Temale cannot have it because there is no transport to carry it from Tema to Temale. Am I, am I speaking to a church at all? So there is an aspect of this life that we do not regard. That is the ability to move from one level to another. And one thing you must understand that nobody in this life starts from his destination. Nobody starts from the top. Nobody starts from the final destination. God intentionally puts you somewhere and makes sure that you have traveled through some processes into the very place he wants to take you. That is why everybody has need of a transport system. I am leading you somewhere. Everybody has need of a transport system. System, something that will move you, path your way, take you through the valleys and the rivers and the fires take you through the corners and the path to make sure that you have arrived at where you must be at every point in time and the bible said that god has given us a transport system in the holy spirit to move us to where we must be god knew that the final destination of jesus was on the cross but look at where he started from a manger there is always a place to start and a place to end and you need someone to move you. The Bible says that after Jesus was baptized, the spirit of the Lord came upon him and drove him to the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Who drove him? The Holy Spirit. 
I'm bringing you down to a very practical level with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that, and God was a pillar of cloud by day before the Israelites, and a pillar of fire by night behind the Israelites. And what was the Father doing? It was the Holy Spirit leading them. The Bible said that they followed the cloud. As the cloud moved, they moved. Until the cloud rested in Canaan. And they realized that this is the place where God is taking us. The Holy Spirit is a leader. He he moves, he directs. The Bible said, as many as are led by the Spirit. They are the children of God. Hear me, nobody knows his final destination. The transportation system God has provided for us. He has the map to where God is taking you. Only the Holy Spirit has the map. Only the Holy Spirit has the final destination. Only the Holy Spirit knows where you must go. And how can you miss the Holy Spirit and still dream of arriving where you have to be? Do you know that we all had plans? I wanted to be a doctor. I moved to the university trying to be a doctor. But when the transportation kept moving, he shifted me. I'm on a puppet right now. Am I here with the church at all? I'm on a puppet. And he just ended my, my, my medical processes. Ended me on the puppet. And now I can find myself at peace on the puppet. And some pastors and some doctors who should have been on the puppet are frustrated in their consultation room because they didn't have the transport system to move them straight to the pulpit. I pray for you this morning. May the transport system of heaven move you to the place God has led you to be. The place God has destined you to be. The place God wants you to be. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Clap your hands and say, I receive it. Hear me. There is a place for you. Nobody is wandering in this world. No. Nobody came to this world purposeless. Nobody came to this world going nowhere. Nobody came to this world without a map and navigation system to lead him somewhere. The reason why we are not where we are is because we run ahead of our transport system. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit means to travel with the Holy Spirit. To allow him to walk you. To drive you into something. That is the mystery of our fellowship. You might have plans. The Bible said that many are the plans in a man's heart. But it is the counsel of the Lord that shall stand. There is, there is a vision of God for your life. And only one person has got them out. Do you see how frustrated we are? And how miserable we are as people. You walk into a plane and you just tell them that I'm going to Nigeria. And you step into the air where there is no road. And somebody is leading you. Call the pilot. What if he gets a heart attack on the way? And the confidence you have in him is that there is a certain navigation system. So there is no tar road on the air. But he watches the map and take you there. By the time you realize you are at a certain airport in Abuja. You are at a certain airport in Lagos. Why? Because he just followed the map. And the map led the aeroplane to that airport. I came to announce to you the Holy Ghost has a map over your destiny. The Holy Ghost has a navigation system over your destiny. If you can trust him and if you can walk with him and submit to his leading i came to declare to you he's leading you to the place of destiny you are going somewhere you are going somewhere ezekiel said and the hand of the lord came upon me and carried me in the spirit into the valley the hand of god carried me in the spirit from today some of you are going to be carried in the spirit 
There are some of you, the Lord will take you to heaven and come back. The Holy Ghost will move you to one place after the other. Am I here with the church at all? He is a mover. He moves. When we talk of the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, it's coming to a place of understanding that every step of mine is directed by the Holy Ghost. In Him I live. In Him I move. In Him I have my being. That is a fellowship. Trusting in the Spirit. You rise up in the morning. And you tell the Holy Ghost, my paths and my steps are in your hands. Carry me, take me where I belong. Take me where I deserve. Take me into destiny. Holy Spirit, take me. If you leave me, I will go. I'm not supposed to. If the Holy Spirit leaves you, Jericho will be like Canaan to you. You will get to Jericho and rest there. If the Holy Spirit leaves you, you will not know. That there is something better for you And you don't have to remain where you are The Bible said that God told them You have moved around Mansia for a long time Now go ahead This is not the place There is a better place for us There are some of you You just completed university with a first degree And you are so much of yourself You feel you have arrived But when the Holy Ghost will transport you You realize that emeritus is your standard And not that first degree He will take you to second degree Take you to third degree And that is why I realize No, the first degree was not my place There are some of you If the Holy Ghost will lead you all you think is that America is your final destination. But you don't even know that the whole of Europe and the whole of America is your final destination. And it's going to lead you to a point that you carry a diplomatic passport. And you move wherever you want at any time you want. But when he doesn't lead you, you will spend all your destiny fighting for one visa. Fighting for one visa. May the Holy Spirit divert your life. Am I here with the church at all? Don't remain where you are. There is a transport system. And how do I step into the transportation system of the Holy Spirit? Be conscious. Demand for his help. Let him move you. Always ask the Holy Spirit, take me where I belong. Make demands. Place requests. Listen, how to deal with the Holy Spirit is so simple. It's so simple. But most of us don't know. The Holy Spirit is not that complicated. Keep telling where do you want me to go. Can you imagine that you are seeking for admission and you never went before your niece to ask the Holy Spirit, take me to the school you want. I know because your, your brother or your sister went to UST, by all means you must also go to UST. Or your, your brother or sister went to Legon and by all means you must also go to Legon. A friend traveled to abroad to further his education and by all means you must also be there. I came to tell you that your own destination is different from my destination and you need the transport system of heaven to carry you there. Am I speaking to a church at all? Ask the Holy Spirit. He will lead you. He will drive you. He will take you from one level to another. Hallelujah. The Bible says, John says something. He says that I was taken into the spirit on the lost day. We Listen, some of us are carnal and all we know about God is the physical things we see. But you have no idea that there is a transport system that can take you into the spirit. People of God, where we are looking at and where we desire is not this physical world. The Bible says that and Abraham looked forward to a world whose foundation is not laid by the hands of men but laid by God. There is a world, there is a place, there is a dimension and you need only the Holy Spirit to take you there. There are certain graces you can never access. There are certain gates you can never access. There are certain breakthroughs you can never access until the Holy Spirit holds your hands and moves you there. I'm telling you. There are certain blessings you can never get into. 
until the Holy Spirit takes you there. There are certain places it will only remain a dream for you until the Holy Spirit makes it a reality to you. Keep asking him, take me to where I must be. Take me there. Life is a journey and you need this transportation of heaven. Life is a journey. Facebook started this 10 years challenge and some of you have practiced it. You have seen how your life has journeyed. You look at 10 years past and realize that this life is in phases, it's in stages. I don't want to check my 10 years because I know my face at that time. I don't want to remind myself of any sorrow. I want to be fixed in the joy of the Holy Ghost. Why should I remind myself of the past? I am very big now. You know, eh? I am very big that time. Even Aguaja couldn't save me. I was moving like a stick in Aguaja. Why should I remind myself of such a tragedy? But listen, when some of you looks at these things, you should know that you are traveling. Ten years after now, you look at today and you tell yourself, well, was I the one? But for you to appreciate your current stage, you might have been in the transportation system of the Holy Ghost. You know, some people saying, I thank God for my today. But in reality, they are still not satisfied. And there are some people who are very satisfied for their today because they feel within that they are where they are and where they must be by divine purposes. I pray that for them after 10 years from now, may you be where you are by divine purposes. May God the Holy Spirit lead you to the place you must be in the name of the Lord Jesus. May you not be confused. May you, may your steps not be diverted. May the Spirit of God lead you right into God's prophecy for your life. There are certain prophecies only the Holy Spirit can walk you into it. No connection, no lies, no corruption, nothing. There's nothing you can do. You know, there are certain places, it doesn't matter how you do evil, you cannot still get there. If you do right, you can't get. If you do evil, you can't get. Somebody must show you favor and carry you there. The Holy Spirit will carry us to where we belong. Hallelujah. Let me show you something. One very important thing he carries in our lives. 2 Thessalonians 3 verse 5 And the Lord directs your hearts into the love of God and into the patience waiting for Christ. And the Lord directs your hearts into the love of God and into the patience waiting for the the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter, chapter 3 verse 17, he said, for the Lord is the spirit. So how can Jesus direct you into the patience of Jesus? So the Lord there is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit directs your hearts into the love of God. It means that to even walk to the place of the full consciousness that God loves me, is the Holy Spirit that does that. He should direct into the love of God. And into the patient waiting for Christ. It means if the Holy Spirit doesn't take you to the place, some of you will mess up in waiting for Christ. Some of us will be impatient. We will not, we will not have the time to wait on God. The patient waiting of Christ is the, is the Holy Spirit that directs us there. He leads us there. He moves us to a place. It means that the love of God is a place. Not everybody rises up with the consciousness that God loves me. The Bible says that the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Romans 5, by the Holy Ghost. 
Some of you think, oh, so how important is it? If the Holy Ghost should direct me into prosperity, He should direct me into favor, He should direct me into promotion, He should walk me into, into healing, He should walk me into that. But hear me, everything is in the love of the Lord. When the Holy Ghost should direct you into the love of the Lord, you receive the grace to possess all things. From today, may the Holy Ghost direct you into the love of God. May He lead you to a place where you will know how much God loves you. The affection and passion of God for your life. He should He should let you see the weight of God's intention. For God to say, I know the thoughts I have for you. They are not thought of evil, but thought of good. To take you to unexpected and only the Holy Spirit can let you understand it. I know the thoughts I have for you. It means that whatever I'm going through, there is a good thought of God for my life. Only the Holy Spirit can teach us. He says, let him direct you into the love of God. There are things that will happen to you and the enemy will suggest that the, the sin, God, God has hatred for you. The enemy will suggest if, if God really loves you, you wouldn't have failed. The enemy will suggest if God really loved you, they wouldn't have bounced you that visa. You should have been going to school by now. You should have had a job by now. If God really loves you, you should have been married by now. Only the Holy Spirit will take you to a place of God's love and you will begin to say to yourself, despite my lack of job, I know God loves me. Despite the failure, I know God loves me. Despite the challenges and difficulties in life, I know my God loves me. Only the Holy Spirit takes us to that place. And when you find your friends counting money, driving good cars, hiring, renting good houses, and building houses, and you tell yourself, what is happening to me? Did Jesus really die for us all? The Holy Spirit will begin to lead you to a place. You will see people going faster, and you are quite going slower. But deep within you, something is sharing the love of God abroad in your heart. And you begin to tell yourself, I know that my Redeemer lives. I know that my God loves me. It doesn't matter regardless of all that is happening in my life. I can point to one fact. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I believe that the love of God is finding expression in my life because because things are happening not against me but for me. If I'm sick it's for me. If I'm well it's for me. If I'm doing well it's for me. If I'm prospering it's for me. If I'm not prospering it's for me. All things are working together for my good. All things are working. Only the Holy Spirit will lead you to that place of the full consciousness of God's love. I don't care what is happening in my life. God loves me. Only one statement. People filled with the Holy Ghost have one statement on their lips. Whatever is happening to me is as a result of God's love. Maybe if I had married last year, my husband would die this year. I'll be a widow after one year. That's why I'm not married by now. At a place and at a point in my life, I will be married. Maybe if I had traveled last year, I will go and face some police challenges in abroad. So God has waiting to take me there the following year. I understand God in all ways. If you know someone loves you, you understand the person. You don't argue. You don't attack. You don't fight. You understand. Because you know that the person is saying no to you as a result of love. He's saying yes to you as a result of love you know that the person is denying you something as a result of love he's giving you something as a result of love, the Lord loves me it doesn't matter what I'm going through, he loves me and only the Holy Spirit can lead us to that place, I don't care 
he loves me. You can judge me, you can mock me, you can condemn me, you can say I pray too much, but there is little resource. You can say I'm committed too much, but there is nothing to show. You can say that I've sown too much, but I have little to reap. All I know is that my father in heaven has a great love for me. The Bible said that love has no breath, it has no width. That love, no angel can separate me from that love. No devil can separate me from that love. No hunger, no affliction, no persecution can separate me from that love. The love of God for us is so huge. Only the Holy Spirit can take us to this place. He says that he will direct you into the love of God. Many of us are weak. Many of us are stagnant. Many of us are worried. Many of us are complaining because they have not reached this place. The first destination the Holy Spirit will give you is the place of God's love. He lets you know how much the father loves you. Did you see the prodigal son? Took everything, ran away, spent it on useless stuff. But the Bible says when the father saw him from afar, he ran to meet him. That was us and the father. The love of the father cannot be explained by a man. We only receive and enjoy it. And the Holy Spirit takes us to that place. I can't explain the love. Then he says he will take us to the place where we will patiently wait for the coming of Christ. Do you know why we have gathered here today? We are waiting for the coming of Christ. In the midst of our waiting, we don't, we don't come to church to wait to prosper. We come to church to wait on the Lord Jesus. And only the Holy Spirit grants us that patience. The Bible says that after you have had patience, you will possess the promises. There are certain promises that can only manifest on guarantee of your patience. And the Holy Spirit takes us there. How patient can we be? There is a place of patience that God has promised you so much. You've had so much dreams. There have been so much prophecies on your life. And the enemy begins to suggest to you, you are growing old. If this thing would happen, it would have happened a long time. But the Holy Spirit transports you to a place of patience. Then you reply, the devil, I will wait until my change comes. Like Joseph, Job, I will wait until my change comes. I'm not rushing anywhere. I am waiting on the Lord Jesus. I'm waiting on my Father. I'm waiting on the grace and my salvation. I'm waiting on the Lord. May the Holy Ghost transport you to a place of confusion, to the place of patience. May he transport you to a place of doubt, to the place of faith. May he transport you to the place of depression, to the place of the love of God. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Do you now realize the reason why the Bible says that as many as are led by the Spirit, he takes you to places that checks your emotions, checks your soul, checks your character. Without, without that place, you might fall off. Without that place, you might be weary. Without that place, you might get so tired. But the Holy Ghost moves you to that place and you become so strong. They ask you what's happening. The things, circumstances around your life shouldn't make you re rejoicing and be happy this way. You tell them that I'm full of the Holy Ghost. I'm full of joy. I've entered a place of God's love. I've entered a place of total joy. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost. It's a place of joy. He takes you to a place of righteousness, a place of total peace, a place of joy. May you be transported this morning. I said, may you be transported this morning. What a wonderful transportation we have. So anytime we say the communion with the Holy Spirit, we are talking about subjecting yourself to the traveling mercies. The Holy Spirit. Subjecting yourself to the company of the Holy Spirit. Many of us 
our lives have reached a point that all we need is the Holy Spirit to move us. We are stuck. We don't know what to do, whether to go to school, whether to do business, whether to marry, whether to travel, whether to go and find job. We don't know what to do. But as you receive this ministry of the Holy Spirit, this very year, he's leading you to where you must be. He's leading you to where you must be. He's leading you to where you must be. The Holy Spirit is going to take us from place to place. And you know, there is something very... Thank you, Holy Spirit. Give me Romans chapter 8, verse number 26. Romans 8, verse number 26. So too, the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weaknesses. For we do not know what prayer to offer, nor how to offer it wordly as we ought. But the Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads in on our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. 27. And he who searches the hearts of men knows what is in the mind of the Holy Spirit, what his intent is. Because the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God in behalf of the saints according to and in harmony with God's will. Are you getting the scripture? God knows the mind of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit intercedes and pleads before God in behalf of the saints according to and in harmony with God's will. Give me the verse 26. But Look at the middle of the part. But the Spirit Himself goes to meet our supplications. Someone some say our transport system. Oh, shout the better say the transport system. The Holy Spirit Himself comes to our aid and bears us up in our weakness. For we do not know what prayer to offer, nor how to offer it wordly as we ought. But the Spirit Himself goes to meet our supplication and please in on our behalf with unspeakable yearnings when you pray and your prayer is going up he goes to meet it he goes to grab the prayer and works on the prayer in harmony to and with the will of the father somebody shall my transport system so anytime we pray by the time it reaches if it should reach God you are disqualified because the prayer is not in line. The prayer is not in line. It's outside the way. He says that that is our weakness. We don't know how to pray. He aids our weakness. We don't know how to. Have you, seen, you, you think that prayer is sweating? Oh, this guy can pray. He says our biggest weakness is that we don't know how to pray. We do not know what prayer to offer know how to offer it so we don't know the prayer and we don't even know the how they know how the prayer topic is not there and even the wrong prayer topic where we don't know how to present it prayer topic wrong method wrong so he missed the prayer and he translates the prayer in accordance to god's will and presents it to God. And God has no option than to. That is why most often you don't get the exact prayers you pray. But you get something better than that. Something better. Because your transport system 
miss it, then begins to. Have you seen sometimes somebody tells you to write a CV, then you send the CV to the person and he tells you that, no, 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 I am in this company. If you write your CV this way, they will not accept you. So he tells you, do it that way, this way, this way. Put this one here, put that one, put that one. And when you go, you'll be employed. That is how the Holy Spirit is. The Bible says that he's one of the witnesses in heaven and one of the witnesses on earth. He knows the system of the throne room of God and he meets your request, rejuvenates your request, renovates your request, works on it and then presents it to the Father and the Father said, this is a perfect prayer. This is a perfect one. That is why the best prayer to pray is to pray in the Holy Ghost. You make it so easy for the Holy Spirit. And you know how he presents it. After we pray, the Bible says that he presents it with groanings and yearnings too deep for utterance. It means that how to ask from the father it's not to put your hands in your pocket and father you know babe you know that things are not well father you must you must do something for me father you and me knows if i don't get this results right i'll stop church i won't serve you again the holy spirit knows if this thing reaches the father you are in trouble if this thing reaches the father somebody is in trouble so he missed the prayer works on the prayer and prays for you and the way he prays, the Bible says that it's with groanings and yearnings that you cannot utter it like words. That is, that is what moves God. Prayer that... I'm teaching how the Holy Ghost prays. Groanings. Do you know how to groan? The Father hears the groanings that cannot be uttered in words. He said, let me act fast. Let me act very fast. Do you know what the Holy Spirit does for us? Holds on to our praise, catches it, works on the praise, the moves it. Do you think that when we are singing, praise the Lord, oh, the Holy Spirit go to do editing, cut the, oh, everything. He goes to do editing, cuts those places off. Many of us think we can impress God with grammar. So the fact that we can speak certain grammar, so we think our prayer will be answered. Sir, the Holy Spirit edit and take so many words from it. Oh God, I pray. The compassionness of my situation. I deploy the heavens to circumspect. Oh boy, it has been edited. Hallelujah. Most of us, our worship has been edited. Our praises has been edited. The only reason why the Father will be happy about it is somebody met it along the way. Somebody met it and moved it. The Father. Can you just wave your hands and bless him? Worship. 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 Worship him. In one minute, worship.
Hallelujah. Let me show you the second thing that communion stands for. The communion of the Holy Spirit stands for. Somebody say participation. So when we say the communion of the Holy Spirit, we mean, we do not just mean traveling with the Holy Spirit, but participating with the Holy Spirit or the participation of the Holy Spirit in our lives. When we say participation, we mean that to work together with, not just travel with, but work with, to get involved in something, to get involved in something. That is when we say the communion with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is interested in working with you. He is not interested in doing the work all by himself. And he's not interested in you doing it all by yourself. He wants to do it with That is where most of us are missing it. There are a majority of people who goes before the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, I leave you, just do it. And there are those two who will not even involve him at all. I must believe in myself. I have the capacity. I will do it. But there is a balance. There is something called the participation of the Spirit. Whereby he shares responsibilities with us. Because he's a spirit and he doesn't have the right to operate on earth. Unless he's working through a body. So he needs you to present yourself over over something. Then he can empower you to work on that. So we have a participation with the Holy Spirit. God has made your personal life in a way that you participate with the Holy Spirit. You work together with him. You are a student when you are studying. God has designed your life and your education in a way that you do not leave the Holy Spirit aside. You work with him. You learn with him. You study with him. You write exams with him. You are a teacher. Teach with the Holy Spirit. You are a preacher. Preach with the Holy Spirit. You are evangelist. Evangelize with the Holy Spirit. Pray with the Holy Spirit. Can you imagine that people who don't pray with the Holy Spirit who will meet their prayer? People who don't worship with the Holy Spirit who will meet their worship? Who will do their editing? So you work with him. And how do you work with him? Be conscious of him. Call him into the situation. How many of us climb this altar asking the Holy Spirit, go with me? How many of us? You have been thinking, probably the singers, you have been you have been thinking, I will start this song first and go to this and go to that and end with that. And that is all you have been thinking about. Even if you are a pastor, sometimes you will be thinking about point one, point two, point three, and you forget that somebody must put words in your mouth. Jesus told them that when you stand before the council, do not premeditate, for the spirit will put words in your mouth. The Bible says in the upper room, when the Holy Spirit came as a rushing mighty wind and rested on them as tongues of fire, the Bible said he gave them utterance and they speak, spoke in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. It is the Holy Spirit that works with you. So you have a tongue, he has the word. You have the hand, he has the power. So you lay the hands, the power works. Am I with the church at all? You have the eyes. He has the revelation gift. So he uses your eyes to see through the spirit. You have the ears. And he has the word of knowledge. He speaks through your ears. From today may you recognize the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. Acts chapter 8 verse number 26. Acts 8 verse number 26. And the angel of the Lord said to Philip, Rise and proceed southward and at midday on the road that runs from Jerusalem 
down to Gaza. This is the desert route. Someone say the desert route. So he got up and went, and behold, an Ethiopian, an Enoch of a great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure, had come to Jerusalem to worship. And he was now returning and sitting in his chariot. He was reading the book of the prophet Isaiah. Then the Holy Spirit said to Philip, Go forward and join yourself to the chariot. Somebody say, Go forward and join yourself. Can you imagine? Acts chapter 8. Philip has taken over a whole city. And the Bible says the whole city rejoiced and was saved. To a point that the greatest sorcerer, Simon in the city, gave his life to Christ. Following this young man called Philip. Can you imagine that God has given you a breakthrough in the whole Accra? And you hold programs in stadiums. And every Friday service, the place is packed. And not just packed, miracles are happening. The Bible says that wonders and signs followed Philip. Then the Holy Spirit comes and says, go to the desert. Someone say participation. If I'm working with you, then it's time to move. Leave the great meetings there. Let's go. Desert. Who is on a desert? Then Philip gets to the desert and he's waiting. Then finally, a chariot is coming. And an Enoch, Ethiopian Enoch is in his. The Holy Spirit says, join yourself to the chariot. How can I leave a church of thousands? And come and stand on a desert. Participation. We are working together. If our time reaches here, let's move to the other place. We are working. Then he moves. Then gets to the chariots. And he finds the Enoch reading the book of Isaiah. Then the Enoch asks, I've been reading, but I don't understand. What is all this? Then Philip begins to break down Isaiah 53 to the Enoch. And the Enoch said, then I receive Jesus. How can I be baptized? He said, in the river here. He said, let's move. And the Bible said, they move, found the river. And he said, you can baptize me. He said, oh, fine, I'm ready. He baptized him. And historians made us to understand that it was that Ethiopian Enoch that introduced the gospel to the whole Africa. The whole Africa. He brought the gospel to the whole Africa. But he took a certain participation with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that after he finished speaking to the Ethiopian Enoch, the Holy Spirit took him. He disappeared. You have not yet reached a certain level, but we are getting there. Participation with the Spirit. Working with him. The Bible says he disappeared from the chariot. The Ethiopian Enoch is looking for him. He can't find him. Because he's working with somebody. I work with time. I work with geographical places. With the Holy Spirit, I don't decide. He decides. I am the body. He is the Spirit. He carries all the mysteries. When he says go, we go. When he says come, we come. Can you imagine? Can you see how powerful your life can be if you allow the Holy Spirit to participate? Can you, can you realize how your life is going to be? The man just disappeared from the chariot. Do you know why he disappeared? Because he was under the instruction of the Holy Spirit. He obeyed to leave thousand congregation there to the desert so he could afford that disappearing. You are here. You have not... You have not obeyed the Holy Spirit for one, even one instruction. You are still praying signs and wonders. Soon I will disappear and appear. Master, you will be there. The reason why this church and the whole body of Christ is not seeing what they saw is because they were participating. The Holy Spirit was involved. The Holy Spirit, in the book of Acts chapter 16, verse number 6 to 10, the Bible says, Paul wanted to travel and go and preach in Asia. The Bible said, and the Holy Spirit forbid him. 
not to go. The Holy Spirit forbade. He wanted to go to another town. The Holy Spirit suffered him. Acts chapter 16 verse 6. The Holy Spirit suffered him. Moved to the King James. And Paul and Silas passed through the territory of when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. Can you imagine? Paul gets to Asia. I won't preach. They ask him questions. I won't talk. They give him stage. I'm not preaching. The church is gathered. They come to tell Paul. Paul, there are a lot of people. Come and preach to us. I'm not preaching. Why? Because the Holy Ghost has forbidden me. How many of us can get invitations to go and preach and we tell the preacher, the Holy Ghost has forbidden me? How many of us have the Holy Spirit in our statements? I'm not going to that party. The Holy Spirit has forbidden me. I'm not traveling to United States. The Holy Spirit has forbidden me. I'm not going to buy that car. The Holy Spirit has forbidden me. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to that university. The Holy Spirit has forbidden me. How many of us can do that? This is the apostle of apostles who would do everything to preach. Apostle Paul, after being stoned, the following day he was preaching, but he got to a point. He said he didn't preach because the Holy Spirit forbade him. This is somebody working hand in hand. The Holy Spirit says, preach, he preach. Don't preach, he's fine. It doesn't matter the congregation there, he's fine. He's fine. Some of us just run into anything. The fact that we saw everybody going that direction, we also go. Some of us just do things because it works for somebody. And there is no factor of the Holy Spirit in it. For the Bible to say the Holy Spirit forbid means that he literally fought you. You are not preaching. Paul said, this is so so. He said, I know, you are not preaching. Paul said, so you, you say as you go. He said, yes, I say go. Do you know what forbidden is? It means wrestling. Forbid means he wants to do. But I won't allow him. That's participation with the Holy Spirit. That's how far it can go. You even want to do it, but he's, he's saying, Master, no. And sometimes if you try, you fall sick. He can forbid you with sickness, forbid you with all kinds of distraction, all because he's working with you and you don't have to make a mistake. Go to the next verse. So they went to Masia and tried to go north to Bethania, but the Spirit of Jesus, oh, which version is this? God, King James wouldn't let them go there either. But the spirit suffered them, didn't allow them, suffered so for big suffering. What, what you know, Christianity has become like a trend these days. It's a trend. Someone begins to do this, and everybody is following. Every church follows. I just said, i if it's a pastor who began a network, every pastor follows. If it is a singer who did, right now, most, most singers are holding programs when they, they, they just don't know why they are holding. If you ask some of them, they don't know why they are holding. And instead of them to go to their mother church and minister to the congregation, they will be going here and there saying, I'm organizing for my program. The, the Holy Spirit is no more being involved. Being involved. When did we begin all this? It's a trend. The church is following a trend. May we walk out of every trend. Yeah. Hallelujah. May we allow him to participate in our prayer. Participate in our dreams. Participate in our vision. Participate in our buildings. Participate in our family building. Participate in our marriages. Allow the Holy Spirit to have a say. Father, I want to marry. Which woman should I marry? Holy Spirit, lead me to this person. Is it right? And to do a cocoa home from Cochera, what to do them worry? What to do them worry? Like, allow the Holy Spirit to participate. He wants to get involved. Can you imagine that Joseph is planning to divorce Mary? Then he goes into a dream. Don't try. I'm involved. This marriage, I have a say. 
Abimelech wants to take Sarah away from, from, from Abraham. Then the Holy Ghost goes there and says, don't try. Don't try. Participate. When you get the Holy Spirit involved with your daily life, eh, you don't fight for yourself. He fights to preserve your life. He fights to protect you. Listen, there are certain battles you don't need to fight. If, if what you are doing, the Holy Spirit is involved. You don't fight. No, 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 no. If it is for him, he will handle. The reason why he's quiet is because probably he doesn't have a sin. He doesn't. Did you ask the Holy Spirit what offering to give before you came? You see, he didn't. He didn't. Because you have determined in your heart. I am not going beyond one city. I, I don't go beyond one city. I don't need the Holy Spirit's suggestion. I don't go beyond one city. Where I'm going to, I'm dialing numbers. Let me stop. Let me, <laughs> let me just keep it here. <laughs> Praise God. But I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you the truth. Most of us are living our lives without Him. The communion with the Holy Spirit means participation with Him. Did you ask Him to go and visit your child in school? You just kneel down and tell the Holy Spirit, I can't go this visiting week. Can you go for me? Please visit him. Please visit him. And you think he won't go? He won't go. There was a testimony of how a gentleman went for a program and was very late in the night, couldn't get a car. Then he was just praying, Oh God, help me. Help me. How can I go home? Help me. Then finally, a car just stopped by. Asked him, Where are you going? He said, I'm going to East Legon. He said, I'm going to the same place. Let's go. He sat in it, took him to his very house, the same place, without direction. The same place. He said, ah, Are you living around this place? He said, I'm around. And he said, Thank you very much. He said, Yes, next time you need me, call me again. He said, I didn't call you. He said, The same words you spoke, speak again. Speak again. You doubt my number. Close them up. Participation with the Holy Spirit. Don't think you know too much. Don't think you have read too much. You, with all your knowledge, you cannot impart anyone unto the Holy Spirit. You know what the Holy Spirit does? He put the word in your heart and he goes back and soil follow the ground that they will receive the word. So you are not just speaking, but he's preparing a heart to receive it. If you don't participate with the Holy Spirit, eh, your word, you will prepare your word yourself. And it will come and hit on the concrete and bounce back to you, back to sender. Back to sender. Praise God. But the Holy Spirit prepares both sides. You know, the Holy Spirit spoke to Cornelius and said, go and fetch a certain Peter and come. He will teach you the way of salvation. Then Peter also gets a vision at the same time and he sees a basket full of all kinds of meat and he said, this thing I no go kill and chop. Then he goes and comes a second, I won't eat that. It comes the third time, I won't eat. 
then the vision disappears. Then the moment the vision disappeared, the Bible says, and the spirit of the Lord spoke to Peter and said, some men are outside waiting for you. Go with them. Why did Peter say he will not eat what is in the meat? Because the different meats stood for uncleanness and it stood for the Gentiles. So there was no way. It doesn't matter whether Cornelius, you were a centurion, you were a captain of soldiers, you are what? There was no way Peter was going to his place to go and preach. But the Holy Spirit spoke to Cornelius, sent a vision to Peter. By the time Cornelius' servants came, Peter has seen the vision and has heard of the spirit. So Peter said, don't talk, we are going. We are going. Because Cornelius has fasted and prayed for over four days and have involved the participation of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit made this side easy, made that side easy. And you know the beautiful thing, the Bible says when Peter went there, whilst he was teaching, the Holy Spirit descended on them. I pray that the participation of the Holy Spirit will be your portion in this week, will be your portion in this year, will be your portion in this lifetime. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I declare he will work with you. I declare he will work with you. I declare he will work with you. The Bible said, and they testified and confirmed the word of God. We are, we are closing. And the Bible said, the Lord working with them. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. He's going to work with us. He's going to move with us. When you see me walking, I'm not alone. I'm participating with someone. If you see me preaching, I'm participating with someone. If you see me singing, I'm participating with someone. My God, my God. Am I here with the church at all? If you see healings everywhere, I'm participating with someone. He used my hands and uses power. I only supply the hand. He supply the power. Sometimes I supply a tongue. He supply a word. I supply an eye. He supplies a vision. I supply a brain. He supplies a wisdom. Am I here with the church at all? I supply a leg. He takes me where I must go and preach. That is the Holy Spirit. If you are ready with for him, he's going to work with you. In this, in this season, we need him. You can't do it alone. You need him. You might get all the plans fully worked out, but without him you will fail. You might have all the medications right, but without him you will die. You need to participate with him. You need to work with him. You might read all the principles of marriage, but you still fail in your marriage. You need to participate with him. You, you, you might get everything right with your degrees, but you might still not have a job that satisfies you unless you are working and participating with him. Lift up your hands and begin to participate with him. Begin to pray with him. Begin to worship with him. Begin to meditate with him. Lift up your voice and pray. with him, participate with him.
Thank you for listening to Pastor Elvis Ajeman. Pastor Elvis is a dynamic teacher of the Word of God. He is an author, a passionate preacher of God's Word, with a desire of transforming lives in the power of the Spirit. His ministry is characterized by a great outpouring of the Holy Ghost with accompanying signs, wonders and uncommon miracles. He's the head pastor of Grace Mountain Ministry, located at Seven Days Junction, off the Achimota of Ankor Barrier, Accra. You can follow the ministry of Pastor Elvis Ajiman on any of his social media handles at Pastor Ajiman Elvis or Grace Mountain Ministries. Or you can call us on 0552-504-085 or 0548-0053. 360. God richly bless you.